just between us girls. Yes, just between us girls. Uh, so this is gonna be this is gonna be fun. I don't think we've had like a one on one since you interviewed me. Since Outcasts, where I learned yeah. so much about you. <laughs> Some things you didn't even want to know. <laughs> yeah, there were there were things where I was willing to shut my uh, MacBook and throw it across the room, but I persevered and I stuck through the entire interview. Yeah, you were like, please, please stop telling me things. Please stop telling me things. <laughs> well, but the fact is, that was before we really started doing the tea, which I feel like I've learned a lot about you since that. But in the past week, I think I've learned the most interesting thing about you, where me, you, and Joe were on a three-way phone call where your dad was lost in the desert. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> First off, is he alive? Uh, you know, I mean, he's not there, but he's still uh-huh. alive. He's He's got some PTSD from that time. Right. Sometimes he'll wake up and I'll just be like, I can't, I need water. It's one of those um, physically here, but mentally still in the desert. Yeah, yeah. He's he'll always be in the desert. He'll always. Okay, so what happened? So the, the, here's how. Here's the story as I know it through a Joe Batanz lens. Okay. Is your and this is this will be interesting because you can tell me what's actually true because you know Joe likes to stretch the truth a little bit, just a tiny bit. He calls me on our like normal Wednesday phone call, and he said. Uh, I might have to hop off. Lori is calling me because her dad is lost in the desert. And I go, I'm not even going to follow up because sure, that makes sense. Like, (laughs) why would I question anything from that? And then sure enough, like a phone call comes through from you. He's gone for about 30 seconds. And he said, oh, I had to teach or he, he wants a pin or to share location from Lori. Yeah. Because he's stuck in the desert and nobody will, he doesn't know how to get back to a road. And in my head, I'm thinking, California doesn't really have deserts that aren't near neighborhoods. Like, it's really hard to find a stretch of land without yeah. a house around. So I was confused. So then anyway, he puts us on a three-way phone call because your dad had still not found his way out. But you had shared your location, tried everything to get him to turn his GPS on. And that's the story as far as I know. Yes. So uh, my dad, so I was at Spectrum. And I was calling him because I had bought some masks that he wanted me to buy. So I was calling him to let him know. And he, all he says is, I can't fi- I don't know where I am. And I'm like, okay, uh, can I get a little bit more than that? Like I literally was just expecting it to be a, I bought you those masks. You'll get an update. Thanks. Bye. Love you. And he goes, right. I go, I bought you those masks you wanted. And he goes, what masks? Which first off, you know, that's my father. He, <laughs> Sends you out on a task and then forgets about it. Yeah. So he goes, uh, he goes, uh, I I go, I buy you those masks. He goes, oh, great. I can't figure out where I'm at. And me, I'm like, oh, God, this is the dementia hitting. Like, this is the, this is 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 the the, turning point. This is the turning point where, where we, you know, now we're like, oh, I'm going to have to start, you know, I'm going to forever live in Orange County and be helping him and, you know. And he goes, no, I'm in, I'm in Palmdale, and I'm supposed to be going to a plot of land, and I don't know where I'm at. Could you look up and see if you can find the plot of land? Which Excuse I was like... A plot of land? Yeah, I was like, what are you talking about, a plot of land? And also, I, I feel like I need to stress this, because what makes it even weirder, Jay, is my dad is the type of guy that doesn't leave the house without ha- printing out at least five different versions of a map of where he needs to go. Like, he's always, like, I have... He, he brings these, like, large manila folders that you, like, use red string with, and he has, like, printed out 
copies of like five different Google Maps of with the location. Anytime we go on a tra- anytime we go traveling, he always has directions to every. He, he brought directions to London when we went to London to where to go, where he needed to go. And it's like you know we're going to be taking taxis most of the way. He's like, yeah, I just want to make sure. So, so prepared for where the story is going. You would think that this, so like Thomas guides, he's still using MapQuest, oh, Google he Maps, lo- just to make sure yeah. everything. He uses, <laughs> okay. ma- he uses, he ha- still has like four Thomas guides that he uses all the time. So okay. he, uh, so anyway, so, so I was like, how do you not know where you're going? And he's like, well, I just, it was a last minute thing. And I just, you know, there was a guy, if I was supposed to put in these signs and this guy actually, he came and did them. And so I'm supposed to meet him and he's at this one place and I don't know where it is. And I was like, all right, I mean, I guess I could find it. And so he gives me his cross streets and I Google it. And it's like, there's like nothing but plots of land. Like, I'm like, you are, you are flooded with land. Like you are in a, on the map. It says plot of land. Yeah. It just says it's one giant plot of land. Like he kept saying, I'm looking for a plot of land that's close to L7. And I was like, there's everywhere. Like, just get there and look like there's no, there, it's not like they section it off for me. I like that. Now you've become his Magellan where yeah. you have to chart maps and you're looking up everything. So he, uh, so anyway, so he goes, you know what? I think I figured out where it is. I don't, I'm good. And I was like, okay, fine. And it got, it was really honestly to that point where I was just like, I don't, I don't want to help you anymore. <laughs> like, I was just like, I'm done. So, yeah. um, so then I'm doing some more errands. So maybe an hour has gone by and I'm driving home and I find out that I'm, I'm getting furloughed. I was, I was furloughed from the NFL for a couple months and that they sent me an email saying, you know, oh, con- we're, we're bringing you back at the end of July. For people who don't know, you're the quarterback for the Saints. Is that correct? <laughs> yes. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Not okay. many people know. I actually have a character that I developed in Groundlings. It's called Drew Brees. So <laughs> very uh, successful character. And you, you really yeah. transform when you're playing that I character. Do, I do. I shave. So that's fun. <laughs> um, so, you know. Um, but yeah, it's, you know, a lot of people say it's dangerous to lose and gain so much weight so quickly all the time. And I'm like, you know, I do it for the art. That's what yeah, I it's do. It's a commitment that really yeah. makes you stand above. Yeah. Uh-huh. So, uh, so my, so yeah, so I'm going back to the saints. I'm going back to Drew B's and I are going back. Um, uh, side note, uh, unfortunate racist. I, <laughs> what I mean is when I saw a quote that he did, I was like, ah, oh, man, <laughs> I know. If I had any more NFL knowledge, I really would have picked a different team that I could have like volleyed with. But I can't even pick one. Except, well, maybe Tom Brady. He's the Patriots, but nobody likes him anyway, right? Well, he like, moved we're, to we're the Buccaneers now. He's a he's with the Buccaneers. So great. So my reference would not even have made. Okay, so let's <laughs> we're canceling this whole joke. Okay, so and you were back to the story. You were furloughed love, from the NFL. I love how this is like a classic lesbian gay man relationship where i'm not saying i have a lot of knowledge but i definitely feel better about my knowledge of football having talked to you where it's like i'm like meanwhile i'm like i really like the colors in the saints jersey i love like gold and black together they're really cute i i'm legit a 49ers fan simply because i love their color scheme they're they're red and gold red and yeah it's more of like a it's more of like a maroon it's like a a purpley red sure okay uh, yeah and if USC for, has the same theme, yeah. kind of. And okay. if for any reason, 
if for and who knows i might switch it i'm thinking maybe i'll switch it in 2021 i'll just because i mean i'm not i'm not a really a, a hardcore fan but mm. i think i might become a D- dolphins fan just because i really love their jerseys so. a turquoise mixed with an orange yeah, yeah. <laughs> sure and and it's because my whole family loves the the problem i have with with sports is we're very like you have to love this team because our family loves this team and yeah. unfortunately, a lot of the teams, like the Angels, red does not go. I don't go well with red. It brings out the red mm-hmm. in my face. You know what does go great with me? Blue, especially Dodger blue. But I'm never allowed to wear anything Dodger blue because we can't. We hate the Dodgers. And so you'll I'm be like, exiled. Yeah, you'll be put on a plot of land in a different way. <laughs> yeah. I'll still have to Google Maps it for him. <laughs> so anyway, so I find out that I'm so I send a mass text to my family. And I say, hey, just so you know, I'm, get, I'm getting, I'm going back to work at, with the NFL. My dad is the first to respond, and all he says is, "Congratulations, I'm stuck in the desert, <laughs> and I'm waiting for AAA." <laughs> now, this is the twist that I'm waiting for. Here's the thing that frustrates me: is that now because people are angry, like my, excuse me, my aunts are angry with him, my mom's angry with him. He basically is saying, look, I didn't need your guys' help. I was saying that as a joke. You didn't need to get involved. Which I'm like, okay, dude. Like, you literally were yelling at me to call AAA. So I call him, and he goes, "Um, yeah, I got stuck in the desert, and I'm waiting for, but AAA's coming, but they can't figure out where I'm at. So I'm trying to figure out a way to send them my location. Isn't there a way that you can share location? And I said, yes. And so I said, you have to go into settings and make sure that your location settings are on. And then you can you can share your location with me if you want. Or it'll drop a pin where you're at. And then you can share that with whoever if they have an iPhone. And he goes, okay, well, I don't know how to... So I'll, another thing about my father is that he... He can't do most basic te- technology stuff. Like he just can't do it. It's just too hard for him. Mm-hmm. So yeah. uh, that's I'm sure a generations thing too. I feel like that age bracket tends to have a generational gap with technology. Um. Yes and no. My aunts are and my mom are the same age, and they do have a uh they do have a hard time grasping some technology. But my dad, it, it's a mix of his lack of knowledge with the sheer impatience of not of wanting things to happen so quickly that he just is like, and also one of the things is like, he just is so such a, a, what he thinks is a a know-it-all where it's like, if you're like, just open up the Instagram app, open up Instagram, go to Instagram. There must be an easier way. There's gotta be, I don't want to do that. Do figure out an easier way for me to do it. And it's like, dad, it's just a two, two button thing. You push a button, you you open up Instagram and that's it. Go. I I want it to be easier. So, you know, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> okay so anyways so um he uh so i go you know you got it so so he goes i go you gotta go to settings and you gotta go down to privacy and he goes i have nothing on my phone that says privacy and i said it's on every phone he goes no <laughs> he goes no it's different Lori. it's different and i go no i guarantee you dad you have so then cut to this yesterday uh i went when i went over to his house I showed him pri- the privacy setting on his phone. He's like, oh, well, I, it's hidden. And I was like... Okay. It, it just got there right now. I just updated and it showed up. Yeah. 
so he uh so long story made longer no um <laughs> let's keep dragging this out. yeah so he so i we finally get him to share his location but then his uh the the car that is come to to pick to drag him out is in a four-wheeler and he needs a four-wheeler from triple so, a from triple a so he says that he calls uh, customers, the dispatcher, and that they say they have no four-wheelers available. They have absolutely zero four-wheelers available. So then he, he goes, you need to call them and tell them to send a four-wheeler from wherever. I don't care if they have to send it from Afghanistan, which I was like, well, you'd be waiting a long time. You might and, care. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I call, I call the AAA, and... The lady's like, oh, okay, what's the make and model of the car? And I was like, oh, I, you know what? I don't know. So I call my dad. Doesn't answer. Doesn't answer me for 10 minutes. And he goes, oh, I was talking to dispatch. And I was like, you didn't think to maybe answer a phone that I've been calling you? Yeah. So the lady goes, okay, we're sending somebody out. So then my dad goes, okay, well, now they're not sending anybody out because I yelled at the dispatcher. And the dispatcher said I was, I was too mean to them. So they're not sending anybody out. And I said, all right, well, you know, what do you want me to do? Because I was like, I'll go pick you up, but I don't have a four-wheeler, so I'm not going to be able to get the truck out. The so, two of you are stuck. Yeah, so I was like, what do you want me to do? And he's like, he goes, oh, I'm just going to hire a tow company, but I need you to send me my location again. And I need the latitude and the longitude. Oh, no. And I was like, I don't know how to get that. So miraculously, my aunt, and she doesn't even know how she did it. She, like, clicked on a bunch of different things and found the latitude and longitude. She's like, I still what? don't know how What century are we in where a tow truck needs a latitude longitude? I don't think they did. I got to be honest. Yeah, I don't think they did. Yeah, I think it's my dad. barbaric. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think my dad. I think my dad was like, well, maybe if I get him the latitude and longitude, it'll be more specific. Is your dad involved in the mafia? Why was he at a plot of land? that, Like an unmarked plot of land? What are they planning for that plot I of don't, land? I don't know. Okay. He was supposed to put up signs for these flowers uh, that are like supposed to be super rare. And so he doesn't, the people, but. Signs? Yeah, he works for the LA Sanitation District. Okay. So they have these like pumps and these wells in this in Palmdale and the, there's flowers growing around them so they don't want people to go and walk apparently there are so many people walking up to these pumps and trampling around these flowers cuz they can't stop themselves from getting a look at these pumps that they're like oh okay well let's you know uh let's uh you know let's put up these signs so people will know not to trample these flowers <laughs> and i don't know if i can i don't know if this will um, oh, I don't know if I have a fo uh, the folder, but I'll try and show you one of the pictures. I'll show one of the pictures later, but it's just like literally like a, uh, it looks like a, um, generator with like a hose okay. attached to it. Like it doesn't even look like anything. I'm like, who are these people who are dying to get out of their cars and rock, walk over to this pump and, you know, I don't you, know. You know, you have this whole story and you have so much patience because had that been... I, well, to to keep on trying to help and be like, I need latitude and longitude, that would have been my threshold where I'd be like, I'm done. Like, you got yourself into this. You need to figure it out. 
Mm-hmm. So I don't know how you how you stayed with them. Well, I just put that off on my aunt. I was like, you figured it out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess that's true. She's really the, the true hero of the story. Yeah. But okay, so the moral of the story is he's back. He's in, he, he has a little PTSD, but he's doing okay. He's back. Yeah, he took photos of the of the area and we had to label them today based off this map that he had. So I was like, we, so you're, I had to, are you working for the fantasy? Okay. Right. Cause you're, you're on your off season right now and and you're, yeah. Yeah. I'm in my bulk. I'm in my cutting phase. So (laughs) I'm not, I just did my bulking phase and I'm now in my cutting. So I don't really, you know, I just, I'm afraid of the NFL, what they're going to do when they hear that you're cheering for the dolphins strictly because of their colors. I mean, you know, it's not the worst thing I've said, to be honest. Let's be honest. You know, I feel like, uh, okay. Um, I don't know. Okay. So so, my uh, headphone just cut out. I don't know what happened. Oh, that's okay. Well, so what's, uh, what's new with you? Let's, I just did a very long story. So let's, let's do a short story. That's (laughs) about you and then we can (laughs) move on. No, I'm kidding. Oh, I think you're frozen. (laughs) Hello. Oh, I did. I I think I just came back. Okay. Uh, so what's new? Yeah, sorry. I, I got a phone call. Um, let's see. I think when I talked to you, um, I was telling you that I'm doing a writing program through UCB. Yeah. And yeah. So I'm, um, I actually, it's really weird because we're doing everything very digitally and virtual. So it's really strange because we have, I have relationships with these people that really the point of 201, the class I'm in right now is to work in groups and collaborate because it's supposed to kind of give you an idea of what a writer's room is like. So it's, pitching ideas, writing the sketch, and then doing rewrites with the team. Okay. And it's been really bizarre to have this format, which I don't really know how writers' rooms are working during this whole pandemic because I feel like a lot of the vibe comes from the room. And I'm realizing that this might be the new normal for just kind of how TV and movies are going to work from now on. But I'm seeing, I don't know if you've seen this, I've seen a lot of people selling show ideas and getting hired in writers' rooms, and I'm wondering how. I don't know how that's really working for the industry. I don't, I don't know get either. it. I, I, to be honest with you, I feel like there's a little bit of denial, in my opinion. I just see so many, so many people are saying, "Oh, this is a movie that, you know, so and so just signed on for this movie about, you know, sub-Saharan Africa and you know, tra- traversing the jungle." And I'm like, "Great, how are they going to shoot that?" <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, and every breakdown I get for auditioning for acting is you'll be given a COVID test as soon as you walk in for the audition. And I'm like, that doesn't appeal to me. Like, yeah, you can say that, but I might be asymptomatic and as well as the other 30 actors you called in. It's still, it seems like we're just trying to push everything to the side, which is scary. Yeah. It doesn't seem like they're, it doesn't seem like they're trying to, uh, like, it seems like they're trying, they're curtailing the problem and not trying to fix the problem. Yeah. But as far as like stories, I haven't really had, I feel like because I'm in LA, I haven't really had that moment that a lot of people are having where they've had to yell at people to wear masks. Cause I feel like most of LA is on the same page. Um, so I don't know. I, I feel like my weeks are just kind of going by and it's I'm floating through and I'm not, like nothing's really happening. It's so unfortunate cause I'm, I'm such a busy body that it's kind of putting me in a slump. Yeah. I, I had a moment. I was at a, a sandwich place called Tummy Stuffers, and oh. uh, it was uh, uh, and there we were. Or I was ordering, 
and uh, there was this uh, two two Asian people there, and one of the Asian people was um, obviously mentally uh, handicapped, and yeah. um, uh, he kept like getting really close, and he was just all he wanted to do was just wave and like smile at you and stuff. But I was uh, I was walking out of the sandwich place, and he got up really close to these two white guys, and this one guy was like, "Hey, man." I'm I'm not telling you again. Back the fuck off! And I was like, should I go back there? <laughs> like, yeah. I was like, eh. The, everybody. It seemed like all the the staff and everything was just like, ah, oh, it's fine, it's fine. So I was like, eh. But yeah, there that's are the only things thing that I've seen when that when something's like, directly happening to me, I f- only what? Oh, that's the only that's the only time I've ever seen like what an issue. Hello, can you hear me? Oh, oh. okay. No, I can. Yeah. I, I was going to say when things happen directly to me where I should be confrontational, I freeze where I'm just like, what do I say? What do I do? I'm like frozen in this moment. But when I see something happening to somebody else, I am a warrior who can take I'm not going to take that crap. So it's like, don't talk to that person like that. Like there's yeah. a I don't know, experiences where I just feel like now I feel like I'm higher than the person who's yelling at that person because they want me to take their side the person who's causing the problems. I'm like, Mm-mm, not going to get it from me. Yeah. So, but when it's happening to me directly, I'm like, I, 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 I get all stumbling and crazy. Yeah. Usually I'm like, I'm like waiting for somebody to say something dickish so I can just pounce on them and tell them to go fuck themselves. <laughs> you, you have a list of insults just ready to go. Yeah. Um, but, the uh, only other thing that, the only other thing that's like kind of noteworthy that I'm really bummed about, I had a really rough week last week. We had to put my um, beagle to sleep, my Aww. beagle sesame. I'm so sorry. Um, yeah, well, the the long story short is we got her, my boyfriend and I got her about a year and a half ago. The vet estimated her to be 13 years old. So we got her as a very late in life adoption. Mm-hmm. Um, she was rescued from the valley, found on a construction site by my old, kind of like old employer, Maria Menunos. She... Uh, was looking for a home for it because she, the dog was at a construction site eating cement mixed in with food because it was just living off scraps. So um, she just had really bad health problems, but it was just like a rough week for that because uh, Sesame was responsible for getting me out of the house for walks. And um, I don't know, it helped during the quarantine to just have a dog there to to break up the day a little bit so yeah yeah it's just a bummer but you know we're, we're getting used to it but it is weird to have this space in the house now it's i don't know do you have any pets that you you have no. like dogs in the house don't you no i don't have any pets. oh okay yeah all right it's just it's it's a different vibe it just feels weird i uh i have a well i guess i don't have any pets my aunt julie who doesn't live i don't live with but she comes over a lot she has a dog named lucy who's actually here okay. right now um but I'm a I I I feel like I w- I want to get a dog just because I feel like I need to learn how to take care of something other than myself. Mm-hmm. But I'm not really a pet person. Like I just okay. anytime I think about money and time spent on a pet, I'm like, oh, I could be doing so many other things with that. So it's a commitment. For yeah, sure. you. I mean, it, it was a pain when we went to Hawaii. You have to find a dog sitter, get everything prepped, and then you come. It's it's a time strain. You really can't leave your house, and yeah. it's tough. And I mean, I, I'm the kind of guy where the pet sleeps in the bed. So I don't know. It's like a, Oh <laughs> yeah. I'm a crazy dog person. So we've had him ever since I was a kid. So this is, it's going to be strange to go through my life without an animal for a little bit. Yeah. Well, I'm sorry. That sucks. That's... Thank you. But yeah. So anyway, that's, that's been my last few weeks. <laughs> oh, well, 
on that cheery note, should on we go into the show? Yeah, on that cheery note. All right. Uh, life ends, guys. Let's just all move on. Uh, <laughs> speaking of that, have you seen the new Charlize Theron movie that's on Netflix? No, but I oh. love her. Oh, so good. And there's a part in it where I'm just going to tell you right now, I had such uh-huh. a tr- I had such trouble sleeping. And I was like... Does a dog die? No, no, no. No, oh, no, okay. do- no right. dogs die. Uh, okay. people die, but I mean, who cares? That's fine. Oh, that's <laughs> fine. You can kill all the people, but yeah, as long as an animal isn't hurt. Yeah, no, it's on Netflix, right? It's on Netflix. It's based off a graphic novel that I mm-hmm. just started reading, which I like. Um, but yeah, it, okay. it's, uh, but it's about, uh, it's about immortality. So. Charlize is so cool. I love her career. She does like Oscar movies and then she goes and does like a really fun, just kick-ass movie. She's just so cool. She, yeah, she is... I felt bad for her because I read an article where I guess they said that the guy who makes the Mad Max movies, he's doing yeah. a prequel for uh, f- about like Furiosa, mm-hmm. uh, Charlie Saren's character, and that but he's going to be using a, a younger woman in uh, um, in in as the character, and I I was like, and she goes, oh yeah, that's a hard pill to swallow, and I was like, oh that sucks, like yeah, I. I'm like, why? I mean, she made that character. If that was in yeah. the hands of anybody else, it probably would have bombed. And especially in that world, we can suspend our disbelief that it's a prequel, even though she's probably like, what, 10 years older, but she still looks, I mean, she, she we looks, can suspend our disbelief that she's a younger Furiosa. Yeah. I'm okay with that. She's timeless, you know? Exactly. So, plus, okay. if, you, if you're going to force, you know, Robert Downey Jr., if you're going to force us to believe that Robbie Downey Jr., it, Robert, uh, not Robbie Downey, not Robert Downey Jr., but uh, Robert De Niro, if you're going to force us to believe that Robert De Niro is like a 16-year-old, then you know what? Make, mm. make sure Charlize Theron, goddamn, uh, and put her in the fucking prequel. Exactly. Uh, all right, I'm going to split the track right now. <laughs>